0: Too much horror
1: business Driving late at night Psycho
0: 78
1: 12 o'clock Don't be late
0: I said all this horror business Greetings and salutations My name is Justin Lore And I'm Liam O'Donnell and you are listening to episode one hundred and thirty four of a horror business. Oh no! Are you
1: doing your Mario impression because you love the Super Mario Brothers movie? No, that was my <laughs> Borat impression because I love Borat. Uh no, it's it's because we're doing two Italian two hey! Italian films. You know, I gotta be, I gotta tell you. So, guys, uh, we schedule this stuff just we just text each other. Usually, is how we do it. So when you texted me the church and the ogre. I had no idea the relationship between... I just was like, I don't know, some fucking movie called The Ogre. Like, I had no idea mm.
0: what was going on with it. And then it's, when I... It's, it, it's weird that you had never heard of The Ogre since it's directed by your favorite Baba, Lamberto Baba. Stop it. <laughs> you, we all know that despite my
1: deep love of demons, I don't know that I have much affection for Lamberto Baba.
0: I Including mean, demons, too.
1: I actually like, well, we're going to be discussing Demons 2, actually, in a little bit here for a different reason, but we'll get there. But uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like Demons 2. That's good, too. That's fine. But like, okay, let's take away the ogre, which we'll talk about in a little bit what I thought and what you thought of it as well. What else should I care about with Lamberto Bava? Like, he secretly directed that other movie, right? What was that, Beyond the Door 3? or um, Was it called Shock or something?
0: Uh, I'm, did he do, like, Beyond the Colors of the Dark? I don't, I don't like...
1: Oh, my God. People are going to know that we're horror posers if we don't...
0: Figure no, out. okay, here's the thing. In our defense, in our defense, all of these movies, and by all these movies, I mean these weird Italian horror movies from the 80s, they're all fucking, they all get, like, they're all either La Casa films or Demons films. And guess what? None of them are actually connected to Demons or evil dead except for demons and demons too okay so let me say for
1: first and foremost here that was what I, that was the other thing i was trying to say not just that i didn't know the ogre was an italian film but for those people who don't know for whatever reason I, I feel like most people know this but in case you don't the church was originally going to be a sequel to demons and and it still kind of feels like it at times it does and, and yeah. the ogre is also known as a sequel to demons um and then there's another demon. Is there another demons three?
0: I read this all. Yes, yeah, the, the ogre. <laughs> the ogre was. Is, I'm looking at the DVD cover that it was released in America. The, D, the 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 standard definition Blu-ray copy I have of the ogre is the demons three. The ogre. Oh my gosh! But was it was there a third demons three,
1: or was it just those two? Um, and I know the sect. Is the sequel to the church, but is that an official sequel or an unofficial sequel?
0: I don't know. See, this is what I'm fucking talking about.
1: Okay, so back to the Lambert Baba question. This is a little bit
0: on me. He did, yeah, he did, he did, um, he did a lot of like producing. I or assistant director on oh, his father's name, I'm assuming. Um, but the only movies he's really di- directed are uh, Macabre. Hold on, uh, hold, on, hold on, I'm looking at it right now. Uh,
1: before demons he did a blade in the blade in the dark, blade which in I the think dark is yeah great. i think that movie's great yeah um i've never seen blast fighter or Devilfish, and then of course demons is unfuckwithable you, uh, yeah people try to talk shit sometimes on demons you, no thank you that's that's uh you'll die at midnight i've never seen i hear it's actually pretty good but i've never seen it uh i have seen graveyard disturbance what's after graveyard disturbance oh i've never seen delirium either uh and then after that there's a bunch of stuff that i've never even you know what i mean like yeah the stuff between demons two and the ogre i don't even know what it is prince of terror i don't know the man who didn't want to die no idea until death like these are all things that it's like they might be amazing mask of satan but sometimes with these movies you kind of start to think "Ah, look People who listen to this show know we don't judge a movie based on its popularity. Like, just because people like it doesn't make it good. Just because people have forgotten, it doesn't make it bad. But sometimes with these movies, when you don't hear anyone, like, no one discusses, like, after the ogre, he did The Cave of the Golden Rose, and then he did Body Puzzle. Uh, uh, We know enough horror freaks that the fact that no one has ever said to me yo, you know what actually kind of fucks is Body Puzzle. Like, no one's ever said that to me. <laughs> so that says to me, maybe that movie sucks. Like, maybe that's really bad movie. You know what I mean? So, like, I I I, sh- I kind of want to, like, dive in just because he's a director I know of that I don't know his movies. But I have a really unhappy suspicion that I'm not going to actually like like dinner with a vampire very much, you know? Why not? Oh, uh, the, the... Have you seen... Well, to be fair whatever poster they posted on letterbox this is this can't be the original poster this looks like a poster that someone did in two thousand and eight <laughs> it's like really anyway uh okay so yeah this is our Italian episode two two demon sequels uh kind of um and we'll talk about which we prefer if we had to pick one as demons three which we, the church which, uh, I'm saying it I'm saying it right now. I mean, I think that's uh, the one thing to say before we get to the movies that is worth noting is the ogre is not only hard to find; it's also a made-for-TV movie. So there's some gooey parts because of the ogre. I guess like becoming the ogre. I, I don't really understand what was happening on the ceiling, what what that deal was. But that's gooey and gross. Other than that, this is and and, and other than that, and a little bit of boobs, just a quick boobs this is a pretty tame film because it was made for TV.
0: I see your, I don't under, I didn't understand what was going on, on the ceiling. And I raise you with a, I don't understand what was going on at all in this movie.
1: (laughs) I love that. This is one of those movies that you chose, not because you were like into it, but just because you were like, I don't know, it's Italian, let's do that. It's like, all right, let's <laughs> find out. No, I think that's a good way to pick some... T- you know, I we'll yeah. do, we do episodes where we talk about some of our favorite movies, sure, but sometimes it's fun to be like, I don't know, what the fuck, it's Stevens 3, I don't know, what the fuck, you know? So. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Hey, before we get into the episode, we should thank some people, Justin,
0: who do we We need? should thank the fine folks with an X over at Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, For their ceaseless dedication to uh, fine screen printing products, uh, professional wrestling, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, If you need something printed for your podcast, for your band, for your bocce ball club. If you need a t-shirt, some sort of sweat, some sort of pant, like a sweat pant, uh, a Dr. Seuss hat, a jersey, uh, a fucking cape, um, uh, like a wizard cloak, a wizard hat. If you need those printed for your thing that you do, you can head to www.xlvacx.com www.xlvacx, and they will do their best to accommodate whatever stupid fucking bullshit that you bring to them. www.xlvacx.com uh, I think we also want to thank our patrons on Patreon. Uh,
1: ah, Yes. Hey, y'all, thank you for your support. Um, We have been able to offer some awesome exclusive audio content over there. If you're interested in what that is, uh, go over and check it out. Patreon.com, BlackshotCenterPunks. And then, of course, we want to thank our friend Aaron Dahlbeck over at, uh, uh, oh, why did my brain just die? Essex Coffee Roasters. EssexCoffeeRoasters.com. You know, Aaron offers high-quality coffee, Roasted to order, as well as uh, amazing teas and t shirts, uh, all for you at a reasonable price. And on your way out, enter the code CINEPUNX for 10% off your order. We also, uh, I'll plug really quick uh, my own thing, Rough Cup Fan Club. Check it out, it's cool. Uh, We sell shirts. We just did, funny enough, we just did a a run of Demon shirts, uh, Mm -hmm. which is related to today's episode, funny enough. Uh, And then, of course, we're thanking our friend Sharky over at Mechanical Shark Media. He masters and edits this podcast as well as CinePunks. And if you have any media needs, whatever it might be, head on over to Mechanical Shark Media, talk to Sharky, uh, and you know if he can help you bring your dream to life, he would love to do that. So, all right. That's it for us uh, thanking people.
0: Mm-hmm. what do we do what do we do at this point Justin Now it's the time when 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 Liam rides up on his his horse I'm hiding in a cave um I'm a strange little hunchback person and I'm hiding in a cave and Liam rides up and he's he's got his helmet on and he's got his gauntlets and he's a crusader for the Lord Jesus Christ and he rides up and I say there's a girl in there (laughs) and Liam goes in there and she offers him some water and he takes his helmet off and he's like weirdly dirty and he's got like a weird lazy eye. It's terrifying. I didn't like it. And I'm like, hang on a second, Liam, before you kill this child and the rest of the village, what have you done involving her recently?
1: Well, Justin, uh, for those of you who don't know, just recently, it was, it was Justin Laura's birthday. Ah, uh, yeah, yesterday, 40. Yeah, and I could not travel back to celebrate his, you know, finally becoming an adult. He's finally an adult. And uh, I wanted to celebrate that with the rest of us, that he's come of age, you know, he's finally developed full genitalia, and I'm sure he'll have sex soon. I can so, now
0: post 40-year-old virgin memes. Cause yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so I thought, what can I do that would make Justin happy? And so I went this morning, today, this very day, at 11 a.m. to a, a screening of, I think it's called Evil Dead Rise. Is that what it's yes. called? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I went to see Evil Dead Rise. Justin, did you? you I think you liked this movie, right? You saw it recently. And oh you yeah. Uh, tell
0: tell me about your love for it. Um. Okay, so the thing that got me the most was. The lead actor, I don't know her name, she looks terrifying even as, like, a regular human being. Oh, no. No, no, I mean, like, she's an attractive woman, but it's that strange sort of, like, it's the same way that, like, um, like Jennifer Carpenter and, like, Bill Skarsgård are, like, so good-looking that it's almost, like, unsettling to look at. That's how this woman makes me feel. Like, she's kind of got the, um... She just has features that are like, oh god, like Alyssa
1: Alyssa Sutherland is her
0: name. Yes, yes, it's she's very she's got a, she has a very striking beauty. Um, just something about the way she looked and the way she moved as a deadite was so fucking unsettling. And there's the scene; it's in the trailer. It's the Mommy's with the maggots now scene, and then she like does she like attacks the kids, and they run out of the room. And they're in, like, the living room, she's in the bathroom, and then there's a shot of the bathroom door that's, like, it's kind of, like, from the side, and I was in the movie theater, and I was like, if she fucking peeks around that corner, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. And then she slowly comes around the corner and, like, is, like, leering at them with that weird Conrad Veidt, you know, the man who laughs, smile, like, that normally doesn't work for me, but... She has features. She's just got this like really wide smile. And it's just like I I don't know. Just something about her made my fucking skin crawl. Um I don't know, I really like this movie. Like it really got under my skin in a way I didn't think it was going to. Like, I knew I was gonna like this movie, but I was like, oh, okay, this just looks like I shouldn't say just, because that implies that, like, I didn't like the remake, but this looks more like a like in line with the remake than with the OG evil dead johns mm-hmm. um but i don't know man just something about this movie like really fucked with me that's cool <laughs> how, how did you feel uh
1: it's it's it, it i mean famously i'm skeptical of the remake right like yeah i don't think it's bad but i just was kind of like it's fine and my issue i think is that with the remake and with this one uh there's a lot of creativity and experimentation in the gore like they're like evil dead is gory so we're gonna be gory and to that end there's some effective stuff done a little bit i mean you know i hopefully people are not too uptight about the the cgi of it all but there's also some very practical stuff too um And so if that's like what people are coming to the franchise for, then like, I think this movie delivers and for me, delivers in a way that maybe the remake doesn't as much, though there are some really fucking crazy parts of the remake. It feels a little more um, we're just going to do balls to the wall, blood constantly, whatever. And this one, I think, was a little more interesting in the ways that uh, people got gored up in various sort of uh assaults on their bodies you know yeah Uh, and i also think there are some really effective scares um but you know as far as like we're we're doing a new thing we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it out of the cabin we're gonna put it in a in a apartment building it's gonna be great Uh, i mean look i've already seen demons too ha! -ha! i made the connection yeah
0: yeah yeah. It's just yeah. it's just
1: for me, it's like it didn't add like I was really excited because that's one of the things I think that worked well about Ash versus the Evil Dead is that Ash didn't have to go back to the cabin. It just became part of life in the world. And I thought, OK, this is going to bring some of that vibe. I'm into that. But like nothing really other than the idea that they're trapped on this one floor being in this space didn't mean anything. It was just as much about being isolated. And I thought, well, but wouldn't it have been interesting to say like, we're in a busy city. How does the evil dead thing work in a busy city? Like that could have been interesting, almost like an actually scary version of the end of army of darkness. Right. Like, yes. Like the, or sorry, the end of evil. Yeah. End of army of darkness or end of evil dead too. I've now got it confused.
0: Uh are We talking about the de- the, the deadite in the yeah, tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, that's yeah, Evil yeah. Dead too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But
0: also the store scene. That's
1: Army of Darkness, or is that Evil Dead too? That's Evil Dead too. No, okay. wait, when he's in the store. No, that's our that's Army of Ar- Darkness. That's Army of Darkness. That's the Army of Darkness. Yeah, things, yeah, because then the cut Army of Darkness ending is when he wakes up in the future and he, mm-hmm. he, he sleeps too long. But instead, they did the store scene. But like, if that store scene in Army of Darkness is played for jokes, which is fine, I'm all for that this movie could have been a scary version of that because they definitely have that level of like tense filmmaking. But what I want is someone to do that level of tense filmmaking, still keep some of the yokes, which this movie has none of, which I remember when the trailer came out, I said, I wish there was some indication of humor People got mad at me, and they were like, if you pay attention to the trailer, there's plenty of funny parts. Well, now I've seen the whole fucking movie. There's no funny parts in the movie.
0: No, there's, there's, there's no there's no yokes at all.
1: If someone wants to tell me, well, there's black humor in the movie, then I don't think you understood the movie. I don't think anyone making this movie thought, this part where the scalp comes off, it's going to be fucking hilarious. In a very detached way, I guess that's quote-unquote funny, but it's not meant funny the way that, like, Evil Dead 2... And that's sort of, I think, the prime example, right? Like, I think for a lot of people, Army of Darkness is just campy, right? But Evil Dead 2 has moments that are actually upsetting and moments that are legitimately funny, and they live together. And it's you never feel like you're watching Pandemonium or some other corny comedy, right? Like, it's still what it is. I wish someone could do that with this newer style, which is, I think, a little bit more intense. I also like... I wasn't that surprised by the movie. Like the, the surprising parts for me was the violence, but I wanted surprises in the plot. And instead they like had a number of moments, like when the guy is like looking for his cat in the vents, I'm like, okay, well, dead is going in the vents, you know? Yeah. I'm like there were a number of things like that where they kind of, um, you know, they, they check off, you know, check off's gun themselves three or four times and that was a little much for me like I didn't need that I'd rather it be like oh shit I don't I didn't think about that at all and that's again one of the things I like about Evil Dead 2 I think the problem is take the Evil Dead out of this movie and just have it be a modern horror film it's pretty good it's pretty solid but I you know it's an Evil Dead movie I'm going in with some you know Bruce Campbell is the priest in the movie like there's there's a connection here and so I want it to live up to that, and I don't think it quite does and i it's one of the reasons where I think like this endless i p it doesn't have to to like stop like I'm, I'm not like there should ever be another evil dead movie because I don't think that's realistic, but if you're gonna do it, you're putting on a pretty big mantle, and I think this like this movie suffers for me from it because it lacks some of what I find charming about the original movies. But as a just a, a horror movie on its own, it's it's still pretty good. It's just like you know, I, I I didn't I didn't find myself caring as much about the characters. I cared about the kids because they're kids. But yeah. I don't know that I like connected with them as characters. Uh, but Evil Dead Two, it's just Bruce, right? But like again, it's hard to stack up to young Bruce Campbell. Like old Bruce Campbell, maybe he's gotten a little brittle. Maybe people don't find him as charming. But Bruce Campbell back in the day the man should have been a fucking movie star. Like he's unbelievable. Like, so oh, yeah. I just, you know, I, I get it. Some people will say, well, it's unfair to compare them. Well, it's not because the movie's called fucking evil dead rise, you know? So like, I, but, it, but I, I want to be clear. I don't expect it to be as good as either of those first two. I would like it to be for me as entertaining as I think army of darkness is. Cause that's where the series starts to like, go off and maybe not be quite as good. And I I don't know that I liked it as much as Army of Darkness, which is a shame because I think like this is a better made movie than Army of Darkness in a lot of ways, but parts of it I just I wasn't as engaged with. That being said, if someone is listening and they're like, "Well, I really just want you know, intense kills, well, this movie has that shit. Like, that's like no joke, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there are moments where I was really scared, but there's a few like jump scary moments I was kind of like, that's fine. It just wasn't, it, you know, it's, it's okay. Like, but like, you know, nothing that lives up to like the first time when, um, the first time you're watching Evil Dead 2 and Ash shoots the wall to get his hand, and then all the blood comes shooting out of the wall at him. <laughs> no one on earth who's watching that movie goes, Oh, here's the part where all the blood shoots out. You know, it's a fucking everyone is blown away. No one watching the movie's like, Saw that shit coming. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted something like that where I was like, Oh shit, I, I can't believe they did that. And it, that wasn't there. And maybe I'm being unfair, but I was like, On the other hand, I wasn't like, fuck, I wasted my time. It was like, oh, that's pretty good. I just, I just wish it was like a different movie. Like, hey, we made a movie about possessed people and we didn't call it Evil Dead. I think I would have a little less expectation for it, but it still wouldn't be like my favorite movie or anything like that. It was just like pretty solid. And I got to agree with you. The woman uh, whose name we looked up and I already forgot it again. She kind of sells the movie for me. I think the, the kid, the, her sister and the kids, they're all fine. Uh, they're pretty solid, um, but she sells the movie. She's unbelievable, and like I get that—that that was one of the turnoffs for people. Like, well, it seems like a lot of the movie is just her being scary, but that's okay. Like, I, that's not a problem. That's actually one of the big strengths of the movie is that she's fucking terrifying. You know, like, yeah, she she sells it, and I think like without her, I think this movie would go from oh, it's pretty good, but it wasn't my favorite to I don't think I would like it that much. I think if she wasn't in the movie. I might kind of dislike this movie a little bit. Fair enough. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. But that's all I got. I haven't done anything else, really. Um, uh, I haven't had a chance to catch up on anything else. Uh, I'm hoping to soon, but uh, I haven't I haven't caught up with much. Uh, what's going on
0: with you? Uh, I'm sure you've watched a ton of things. I watched a movie last night called Bury the Bride. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Tubi, you know, the greatest streaming service of all time. Sure, uh, sure. I don't wanna give it away too much because I actually think I actually think that this movie's description already gives like the movie's official like kind of like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're the little summary that you see like on streaming services actually gives away too much. Um it's a movie, it's directed by the Michael Cummings, aka Spider One, the younger brother of Robert Zombie. Sure. Um, he's the singer for some other band I don't care about. Um, this movie wasn't perfect, but I will say it's better than a lot of Rob Zombie stuff. Um, it's just about this, like, bachelorette party out in the desert that goes, like, horribly wrong. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, again, it's not a perfect movie. There are moments that, that are a little cringy, but, like, it's really fucking effective. Um... I don't know. It was just a really great movie to watch. Uh I also watched a movie today called The Unheard on Shutter. It's about a, y- a this young deaf woman who um she gets her hearing back through this like weird experimental procedure and like starts to hear and see like weird spooky shit. It's worth it. It's on Shutter. Um and the other movie I saw in theaters, I don't know if this if this is horror. Uh I saw Renfield, the new Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, so I how is that? I'm I'm very curious about it. Um, do you remember when you and I first watched Mandy and there's yeah. that scene when Nick Cage is like in the bathroom, like screaming and freaking out? Yeah. And I remember you looked at me and you were like, oh, did you know Nicolas Cage was in this movie? <laughs> um, that's this movie as well. Like, I like it because whoever directed it obviously, like, took the time to look at the various different, um, like permutations of Dracula through like the classic Dracula. Like there's obviously Bela Lugosi, um, but there's also a lot of like Christopher Lee Dracula, um, and they they did a lot of like really cool things where they would um, take shots from like the original like the Todd Browning Dracula, and they would I don't it, I don't know if they actually like re shot them or they just like digitally inserted the actors. Into them, but they recreated it like for the intro, a lot of the classic scenes. Like, um, they took the the shot, the fucking haunting shot of, um, in the original with Dwight Fry, like looking up out of the, the hold of the ship yeah. and like the lights on his face, and he's just got that fucking. They did that with Nicholas Holt, and it looks amazing. Um, they kind of sort of recreated the classic Christopher Lee horror of Dracula, where he's all like. you you know the shot where it's he's just fully fucking vamped out yeah um they did that with Nicolas Cage um I also like that the Nicolas Cage design for his for his his vampire was um mostly inspired by Lon Chaney Jr.'s London After Midnight which is like you know a not necessarily a weird choice but I was like oh that was pretty cool like that you know with the instead of the big fangs it was all like the little pointy teeth um, but yeah, it was, it was a really cool movie. Like it, it, it had like, um, it was a really neat allegory for like codependency and being in like, like trapped in a relationship that you don't know what, don't know how to, uh, get your way out of. Um, it was really funny. There were a handful of like legitimately scary moments. There were a legit, there was like a handful of like genuinely like, um, like really sad like fucked up moments um and this isn't a spoiler but the best joke my the thing that got me was like um they don't really dwell upon like uh the rules of like vampirism like the mythos of vampirism like there's that shot in the trailer where the guy you know the guy at the uh support group is like well come on in and renfield like freaks out but there's like a scene where renfield gets his own apartment and he just like comes home one day and like Dracula's just, like, sitting at his table, like, oh, Renfield, hello, how are you? And he's like, how did you get in here? And he's like, oh, look at your doormat. And he looks at the doormat, and it just says, welcome. And he's like, oh, god damn it. Like, <laughs> like that is such a fucking good, simple joke about, like, vampirism. Um, but no, I don't know. Like, it, uh, it was really cool. Like, I didn't think I was gonna like the uh, weird, like, John Woo, like, Kung Fu, Gun Fu uh action sequences but the fight choreography in this movie was fucking next level like it was so fucking good um yeah i you know i i, I really liked it like it it was a uh, a little too funny to to say it was like a full blown horror movie but again it had some like it, there was a handful of moments that were like okay that was that was that was really upsetting and that really uh <laughs> that really really fucking got to me
1: okay i'll have to check it out
0: i'm interested
1: yeah. um yeah in fact that was my thing today it was like i was trying to decide between that or evil dead or uh Bo is afraid and uh Bo is afraid lost because it's three hours long and i was like yeah I, I can't commit my whole day to this movie
0: i actually heard um friend of the podcast uh carly from the final girls texted me after leaving Bo is afraid and she's like I, you know don't don't see this movie it's like it's like mother but three hours long and i was like but i really liked mother Hmm. Hmm. i don't know if i would like it for three hours but like i really liked mother
1: i mean here's the thing i've heard people love it i've heard people hate it uh but some of the people I i saw who loved it i think I think Adriana really liked it, so that's yeah. like a in the plus column. Uh, and some of the folks that I saw were like really not into it. Were folks who I was like not sure that we're on the same page. So I was kind of like maybe more excited to see it because they didn't like it. But honestly, it's like I basically can only go to movies on my own during the day. Right. Because I got to go to a matinee because at night, you know, I'm doing parent stuff. Yeah. Or I'm recording a podcast. Right. So, yeah. Committing to a three hour movie during the day, it's got to be a pretty shitty day. Right. Like, I don't know. If, if, if it, you know, this past weekend it snowed, which was a nightmare thing to say. And so, if it gets cold enough this week that it feels like it's going to snow again, then I could justify going to a three hour movie. But, I think, like on a nice day, it's really hard to be like, I'm gonna go sit in this room for three hours. Which maybe is psychotic to other people who like love going to a movie for three hours. Like, maybe I don't know. I I could do it for like a marathon or something. But
0: like, I don't know. We'll see. If, we'll see if I make it happen. Here, here, here's here's another reason I'm skeptical of that movie. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, scratch that. Here's another reason I'm terrified of this movie. Okay. It's a movie by Ari Aster about his fucking parents. I don't need to... And it's three hours long. Do you know what other movies Ari Aster has made about parents?
1: I know. Uh, To be fair, the people who loved it and the people who hated it are in the same boat, it sounds to me, that they don't think it's really a horror movie. However, they've all said... There are some very upsetting moments, though. So I'm like, okay, well, it may not be a horror movie, but I'm sure there's something in this movie that's going to haunt my nightmares. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm I, I'm gonna see it at some point. It's not like I'm not gonna see it. The question is, am I gonna wait for it to be available to me in, by other means, or am I gonna pay to see it in a the theater? I'd rather see it in a the theater, but uh, you know, I don't know what day I'm gonna be like. All right, I'm gonna go to a. Uh, Twelve o'clock show, and I'll be done at three, or not even with like trailers or stuff. I'll be done at like three thirty.
0: Like that's <laughs> that's like my whole
1: day. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. We're gonna talk. Oh, both these movies were made in nineteen eighty nine. uh, fuck it. Let's go off about a quarter. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the nineteen eighty nine Italian horror film La Chiesa. It's Italian for the church. We'll be right back. Shh. Last night the angel of evil possessed me and I became his servant. I wanted to do evil, to kill. <laughs> we are back to talk about 1989's Italian supernatural horror film co-written and directed by Michele soare and produced by Dario Argento and that you know produced by with a, a bunch of other people too um okay so
1: so Let's start with here this, we go. Let's start with this question because I sent you an article about this. I don't know if okay. you have a chance to check it out. Okay, there are in fact three movies known as Demons Three. Okay, the first. What's the third one? i I'll, I'll I'm going to it right now. So okay. after Demons Two, there is a movie that in Italian is actually La Casa dell'Orco, uh, which was released in America as Demons Three: The Ogre. Um, that is the movie that we'll be talking about after this. That is not related to demons in any way, shape, or form, other than Lumberto Bava directed it. But it is yes. not meant to be connected to demons. There is another movie uh, called Black Demons that was released
0: in Italy.
1: Yes, as that's Dimone, a Len- Demoni 3. Yeah. That's
0: an Umberto Lenzi film, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and he was fucking pissed about it because he was like, Black Demons has nothing to do with demons, the, the Bava movie. The only movie that was meant to be released as a Demon sequel is this movie, The Church, which was also released internationally as Demons 3. Uh, it was meant to release in Italy as Demons 3, but for some reason, at the last minute, they changed it to The Church. Uh, this continues on with these sequels. There is a Demons 4, which is the movie La Seta, or uh, also known in English as The Devil's Daughter. yes. Uh, but was also released as the sect. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, the mask of the demon, uh, which was released as demons five, the devil's veil. Then there's uh, the black cat, which does not connect. What? The Fulci film? Uh, you know, it doesn't say, I don't think so. Cause this is later. Oh, gotcha. Uh, uh, the black cat uh, demon six from the deep. And then the last one, this is the most hilarious one demons 95 which is actually cemetery man de la morte get the fuck out of here directed by the guy who directed this yeah has no connection but they tried to make it whatever and and so like uh, it's just funny to me that like two different movies the ogre and black demons were heavily marketed as demons three and this movie, which was written originally as demons three, that was the point of the movie was released in Italy, at least as the church. And I think it was actually released in the U S as the church, but then in some places it was distributed also as demons three. Very fucking weird. Very fucking weird. Okay. So uh, the church, uh, let's call it a spiritual sequel. Uh, Suave who, you know, I know this movie, I know, cemetery man and stage fright and stage fright Yep. so that's kind of enough in horror if you have three good movies i'm on your team that's that's basically all you need these are three uh that's a solid fucking filmography right there i mean i'm sure he did other things that i don't like like that's just how these things go but the reality is those are and that's not just i mean we said solid it's not even just solid right because um fucking uh cemetery man is is an all-timer for me that's like a fucking uh i'm on board hard for movie. you know
0: oh yeah i mean honestly like i forgot how much i really like this movie yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. okay justin what is what what happened what is this movie about tell us about the what is the plot of this
0: so the in germany there is it opens up and there's these like um, I don't know if they're actual devil worshipers or just, you know, groovy women who get accused of being devil worshipers. They get attacked by these, um, they say they're Teutonic, they call them Teutonic Knights, but they're clearly supposed to be, um, those other assholes. The Knights Templar. Um, that's what I gather from this. I think, I think, uh, side note, you, it,
1: it uh... Did you watch it? You watched the English dub, right? Yes. Yep. I watched the English dub with the subtitles for the Italian version, yeah. which I do for a lot of movies, and I think people think that's weird. This is one of those movies where if you do that, you will realize that the plot in Italian is subtly different than the plot in English. It's really? not. That, it's not that different. The essence is there, but there's a few details, and one of them is that I'm pretty sure in Italian. They just said Knights Templar and they did not say Teutonic Knights, which is what they say in English. There's a few places like that where they kind of change some of the mythos a little bit. They change a little bit of like how they talk about what's happening in the movie. Not a ton, not like some like Kung Fu movies, like some of the Hong Kong movies. If you watch it with the English dub and the subtitles, it's like two different movies. It's not quite (laughs) that bad, but it is like, it is different. It's definitely a different experience.
0: Okay, so they these knights show up, they fucking eradicate this village, and then on top of the... where they bury the bodies, they build this church. You know, that was in the, what, the 12th, 13th century? Flash forward to modern day. um, Spooky shit starts happening at this church. Tourists get trapped in there. Mayhem ensues. Um, I... I have a soft spot for, like... This isn't quite full car,
1: no. But it is a certain kind of religious horror that I. Yes, think, it has similar. It has a similar themes to full car. Well, but it has the problem we've talked about this before, and I think I haven't made enough. I need to like keep track of this idea because I think I think this is a uniquely Italian idea, which is this movie. The church wants to have its cake and eat it too in the sense that the movie establishes with its opening thing here that the church is corrupt, right? They find a person who has a mark on their foot that kind of, by the way, looks like um, the, like the, 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 what is it called when people get the marks of the cross on them? Stigmata. Yeah, it looks like this kid has stigmata. And they then decide to murder, as you said, the entire village, just eradicate everyone, and put them in a big pit. And then build a church on top. And then they they torture and murder the architect of that church and bury him in the church, right? So it seems like the thesis of the movie is that the church is corrupt and evil and not trustworthy. But then the movie goes, To be fair, in this case, they're right. There are demons here, though. So actually yes, they're exactly. right. Exactly. This is a thing that happens in a number of Italian movies where they're like, you can't trust the church because of all the murder in the Middle Ages. Also, there are demons devils and you're like yeah you can't have it both ways guys like either the church is full of shit or supernatural evil is real and i and, and honestly i think that's part of the appeal not the only appeal i think a lot of it's like the goo and the guts and the dreaminess of it but for some fans in the u.s i think that's part of the appeal right these are some of the few religious horror movies where the movie wants to go you're rooting against the demons, right? They always want you to root against the evil, but don't think you're on the side of the church. They also suck, right? Like, yeah, this movie very much is like, this is because of the church, but also maybe that kid with the stigmata. Now you could say, I'm sure maybe if you talk to one of the people who made this movie, right? There might be an idea of, well, actually those people weren't evil, but murdering them all almost sacrificially and then building a church on top of their corpses opened a door for actual evil to come through i could see that because of their sacrifice but let me just tell y'all that's fantastic. you know what i mean that's 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 not in the fucking movie like even if that was the intention of the script and i could see that being the intention at no point in the movie does anyone stop to go wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute why is there a, a, a gate for demons to come through here there's nothing there and It's also an issue because a lot of the context for understanding the church is the corrupt force that it is comes from, as you said, this opening scene set in, I don't know, Middle Ages, whenever it is, Dark Ages, whatever it's supposed to be, right? You don't need that. Like the whole rest of the movie could exist without that setting up scene that goes the church murdered a lot of people in Europe. Okay, now let's move on to this, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't need that context necessarily. The 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 texture that the context adds is this feeling of well you can't trust anyone, right? Like it, it kind of adds to, I don't know if you feel this, while well, there's parts of this movie that might feel, I don't know, fun, campy, whatever. There's an underlying fucking hopelessness to this movie. There's a like a, a real feeling of like you could never win because like the movie has taken the church away from you. Obviously, the foundations of this this organization are corrupt. So if the idea is that like you're going to turn to faith to save you from these gross demons, that shit's not going to work out,
0: man. Like there's you got nothing on your side in this movie. They literally built like, it's crazy, like, I kind of get the whole, like, that they had, uh, like, because the one kid is like, oh, is it true that all these, like, gothic cathedrals have, like, one spot that you can just hit and it just collapses the whole building? I get that, but also, why are there all these references to finding this fucking stone with the seven eyes, which is a goat with seven eyes and it's scary, why would they build that in there? You know what I mean? Like, you'd think if they were trying to cover up this, like... Because it says... Okay, so on Wikipedia it says, uh, they build a gothic cathedral over the mass grave as a means to contain the demonic evil within. Great. I'm on board with that. But why create a way to let that fucking evil out? I don't get that. Well, and also, let's be clear.
1: the The Wikipedia is taking their line as gospel. But the movie never shows us any reason to think that these people should be murdered, right? Like, we see yeah. that the, the one person has this mark, but that's nothing. And the person... And, like, let's also say, like, there are visual cues to tell us that the guy accusing all these people of being the source of evil is not a trustworthy narrator, right? Like, this man looks fucking insane. Uh, and-
0: he looks like Gargamel from the Smurfs. <laughs> he
1: Yes, he is the live-action Gargamel. And these fucking knights... They're all wearing the helmets. So you don't connect. I mean, literally the vibe from the Knights is like, look, I don't know what you I don't I don't know about all this stuff. I kill people. All right. That's what I do. The church tells me where to go, and then I murder people. So like, I uh, kill these people, don't kill these people. I don't care. Just tell me what's what's happening here. You know what I mean? There's just a sense in which by taking all of that away, but still having this be in some way a religious horror movie, which you could argue maybe it's not, it's just supernatural, but there's a religious element, but taking away all the comfort that someone might be looking for, say in like a movie about the fucking Warrens, you know, like, like, you know, just, just the other day I was listening to a movie podcast and someone was complaining like, Oh, I don't really like possession movies because they always turn into Catholic superhero movies. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair thing. And this movie, there's no, the, the only priest who seems to, like, have his shit together is the one who, like, A, is black, so he he stands out from the other people in the movie, and B, hasn't bothered to learn Latin and is kind of doing his own fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I love that, by the way, that you're just like, yeah, I never learned Latin. I'm like, you did it? Are you? Wait, you're a priest and you never learned Latin? Okay, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe that's a thing. I, this isn't a Vatican II
0: world. I guess that's a thing, but it
1: doesn't seem like it'd be uh, a thing.
0: I don't think that... I'm going to go ahead and say that, like, <laughs> I still think you need to know Latin. To Like, I knew more, I know more Latin than this fucking guy did. He just does it, but he's the only
1: one who's, like, not a monster. I mean, in the end, there's him and there's, uh, you know, Dario's daughter, and uh that's it, right? Everyone else kind of sucks. Like the only other person that you might be sympathetic to ends up f- fucking the devil. So like she's yeah. she's off the good guy list, I guess, for that. Yeah. And then she falls into a pit. But that's it. That's like there's no one else. Everyone else in the movie is bad. They're all uh, before they turn evil, they're just loud and annoying or they're gross. Like there's no one to connect to, which is often a complaint about a movie like, I didn't connect to any of the characters. But that's not, in the context of this movie, it's okay. Like, no part of me is bummed that all these people are awful. I'm just about to watch them die. And the the real height of the anxiety of this movie for me, Justin, was the kids, right? Like, things start to go wrong, and the kids just start playing all these games, and I just start to think, all these kids are possessed by evil right like they're not like yeah. normal kids it's so upset this is a very well you could definitely accuse this movie of maybe not always making sense entirely like it's a very loose narrative let's say it's still a fucking haunting film for what is essentially a very
0: light s- pseudo sequel to demons 2 it's got a lot going on it um I would say this is a a like a deeper movie than um than either of the other demons films, maybe that's why they ended up trying to sell it
1: as its own thing and not releasing it as demons three. I don't know i mean yeah, totally it doesn't really it doesn't
0: really fit the i mean I guess there's no real because the whole thing of like the demons movies is that like one by one, these people become like infected and turn into these like creepy <sighs> demons. That doesn't really happen here. People just get like it, fucked no, up in this. It does movie.
1: happen with the one kid. He gets scratched on his face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But what's weird is they make such a big deal about that kid, quote unquote, getting infected. And like, and I guess the the sexton, or they have a different word for him in, in the Catholic stuff, but the, the guy who takes care of the building, who's, uh, you know, Lottie's dad or whatever, uh, he gets attacked by the archeologist guy and and then he becomes a demon. But that's about it, right? Like then all this weird ritualistic stuff starts to happen and all these people who haven't been infected just like go the fuck along with it for some reason? Like it doesn't Yeah. It's like the the movie pretty quickly abandons the whole demons quote unquote uh mythos and becomes its own nightmare thing, right? Yeah. And also, then they have to
0: tear down. And plus, the old priest is terrible too. Like, there's that whole angle. So everybody sucks in this movie. You're a- except for Asia Argento and um, I believe the guy's name is uh, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. No, that's not him. No, you're thinking of Hugh Corsi. Oh, is that him? Yeah. As oh, Father, Father Gus, Gus. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: he's been in a lot of other things. He was in Highlander and Nightbreed and uh, Star Wars Episode
0: One. Oh God,
1: uh, Wing Commander, other things too. I don't. I yeah.
0: Don't know. So I mean, all, all that being said, I still really like this movie. Oh, um,
1: one hundred percent. I mean, the only thing I would say that's actually like okay, uh, it is a little bit like loose in its narrative, but that's fine. I don't mind. I'm never like, that doesn't quite make sense. It's like, it just, is, it feels very Italian, I guess. And for some people, that's going to be a negative thing. For some people, it's going to be a positive thing. For me, it's a positive. Like, I just isn't like, Ooh, like I'm kind of pulled in by the aesthetics of it all. Uh, But I also, the only thing I would say that's kind of negative is just the idea of like, it might be somewhat narratively confused that like, it's unclear how this, all sort of came about are the are the victims of the massacre evil or not it's never quite clear but i don't know i don't think that matters i think that adds to the for me it adds to the feeling of being unsettled you know it's the whole thing is unsettling it makes me uncomfortable while also being fun in its own weird
0: way i i i think honestly like it kind of like it kind of dives into the realm more of like Less of like, uh, like religious Judeo Christian good and evil, and more with like, like that scene in the end when the fucking mass of bodies is just like rising up from the yeah. bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. this kind of reminded me of something that would be out of like from like the Cthulhu mythos, where instead of it was like good or evil, it was just this brush with the inexplicable and the just fucking weird and horrifying, like. These aren't like demons that you're going to throw holy water on and and speak Latin and banish them away. They're just these things that shouldn't be here, but they are here. And it's, I mean, I think that's kind of forced into the mold of this movie because it is like these demon worshippers. But yeah, the the fact. I mean,
1: I I, I think it's the the scene that feels the only scene for me, other than the beginning, which has got its own crusade vibe. The only scene during the things getting fucked up in the church that feels intentionally religious is her basically fucking what looks like baphomet right yes you take that away then even all the nightmare stuff in the church it is it is evil but it's not specifically in a let's not just say religious it's too broad it doesn't feel particularly catholic or christian yes until the moment where she's you know having sex with an actual demon and even then you would think, okay, well, then there's going to be a birth or something. That's why this is happening. She just falls. It's just the demon thing is really just the archaeologist guy, and then they just both fall into the pit. You know, bada-big, bada-boom. There's not even yeah. like a baby or anything. So it's, it's more just an image that exists to fuck with you, which I think is part of the appeal, right, that there's a whole bunch of shit in this movie from very early on that happens that isn't real, right? It's not yeah. happening. It's people losing touch with reality, and I think that aspect very much separates this from Demons and Demons Two, which are two movies that are horrifying, but are set in a kind of reality. The things that are happening are actually happening.
0: They're not having just like
1: visions or something, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Uh, so I think that's all we can really say about the church. I mean, it's
1: it's good if if you're someone who hasn't explored it just because you're like, oh, it's a shitty demons whatever thing. I think it's, like, one of the better European films of the late 80s, or at least in horror, obviously. I don't mean of, like, art cinema. But, like, in horror, like, there's you start to get a mixed bag into the 90s of uh, when it comes to, like, Italian stuff. But for me, this is one of the more solid Johns. And, as you said, that run from Suave. Now, I I own it, but I've still never seen The Sect. So I don't know if I like The Sect. But he literally did... uh, Stage Fright, then the Church, then the Sect, then Cemetery Man. That's an incredible run of movies. And yeah. so, like, I want to see the Sect, and if it's a, even half as good as the Church, that makes it one of the most like interesting run. Now, unfortunately, after that, he started doing other kinds of movies. I don't know if they're any good, but though that run of horror movies is like really solid
0: to me. So I'm I'm very curious. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we come back. We're gonna talk about. The ogre. Demons three. The ogre. Directed by Lombardo Bava. The ogre.
1: Don't be so bug.
0: We'll be right back to talk about the ogre. It's only a bad dream. And we're back to talk about The Ogre. Directed by Lumberto Bava and written by Dardano Sacchetti. (sighs) I hate this fucking movie. Did you hate it? I was not a fan of this movie.
1: Okay, talk to me about that.
0: So... Um, I will say I thought the gooey ceiling scenes with the ogre and like the cocoon. That was actually really scary like that. I was like, OK, I'm going to give this movie credit for that, because as deeply pessimistic I am in every other fucking realm of my life, when it comes to film, I always try to find at least one thing I like about it. That was the thing I liked about this movie. The rest of this movie, like it just like barely had a plot to me. I don't know. I just I, I, I like and I, like, I don't need that, but it, it's like um Oh fuck, I also forgot to mention a movie I watched. Speaking of, I'll talk about it in the next episode, remind me. Um I watched a movie called the uh, called Ennis Man. Ennis Men. Yeah. You should see that movie
1: um i've started it and i only watched a little bit but you know i don't always have time to to watch whole thing. but i started it
0: and it seemed pretty much up my alley at first the, it's fucking fantastic looking i can't i can't get it out of my head i don't even know why i just thought of that now holy shit anyway the ogre is not that <laughs> i could get the ogre out of my head i i wish i could get it fully out of my head um i don't know there's just this like woman she's a heart writer they go to italy with their son bobby Another shitty kid in an Italian horror movie named Bob. Um, They go to this, like, castle or a villa or whatever to work on her book. She starts having nightmares about, like, she had these nightmares when she was a kid where this, like, ogre was trying to, like, get her. And then, like, other stuff starts to happen where, like, this teddy bear she had when she was a kid manifests. And he's being an asshole and he doesn't believe her. And then she has to, like... Finish the book or whatever and defeat the ogre. I kind of stopped paying attention at that point um I don't know this it it just this felt like such a lackluster movie um especially because Baba's like prior two films are I don't know if they're great but they're at least engaging, and this movie was to me not at all engaging okay,
1: let me um. Let me sort of step in a little bit here, right? I think that there's a few things going on that are limiting this movie. Like I said, it is a TV movie, and I really get the vibe that Bava didn't want to make this thing, but maybe he had already agreed or whatever. But one of the things that's worth mentioning is that the script for this movie is by one Dardano Sacchetti. Now, are you familiar with Dardano Sacchetti?
0: The name rings
1: a bell. He did uh, a few screenplays that I'm familiar with from the era of like Polizia Tecci, things like uh, emergency squad and blood, sweat and fear. Before that, he was one of the people who worked on the story for a Bay of blood. But the first thing he wrote that would be very significant for us would be 1977's the psychic, which he followed up with 1977's shock. Then he, uh, uh, was one of the uncredited additional writers on 1979's zombie mm. then he wrote uh, part of uh 1980 1980s inferno uh then he went on to do the screenplay and story for city of the living dead the beyond house by the cemetery uh he even did uh uh stuff like manhattan baby the new york and- ripper uh, the New York Ripper, and eventually he did the story for Demons 1 and 2 that connect <gasps> us all back yes. into this thing. Yes. So, I bring all that up to say, the thing about this movie is, this is a fucking Fulci movie without the teeth. Everything that happens I'll, between, I'll agree to that. between the first showing of the ogre, which is, we get this Nightmare scenario with this little girl. She goes down in the basement, she's trying to get her teddy bear. She sees this fucking goo thing coming out of the ceiling. And when that happened, by the way, I thought, oh, we're this is odd. This movie's gonna fucking yeah, yeah, rule. Then we cut to this family. There is no indication. This is the thing with Bava, from what I can tell, with the few movies I've seen. And as we discussed, I'm gonna try to see more of his movies as well, just to get an opinion. But it feels like Liberto Bava is fucking uninterested in details. Demons, light on details. Demons 2, light on details, right? Uh, f- fucking one of the other movies you mentioned that he did, I saw, is light on details. He's not interested in getting into the grit. Yeah. This, this movie switches from that girl to the family, and he's like, I'll explain it later. It's fine. Okay. By the time we get to the explanation, it's psychotic, right? That she's just, my teddy bear is here. But leading up to what will eventually be the reveal of the ogre again, all this stuff happens that is nonsensical bullshit, right? (laughs) Just like stuff that doesn't make any sense. And you know what? That's what people who don't like him and have no taste say about Lucio Fulci, right? Yes. There There are incredible moments in Fulci films that if you describe them to someone who had never seen a Fulci film, they'd say, well, that sounds like nonsensical bullshit. And he'd say, "Yeah, but it was so cool. It's fucking great. Like, what are you talking? Yeah, the scene, the scene with the tarantulas in the house by the cemetery. Uh, that nothing about that scene makes any sense. What the fuck is happening? The tarantulas don't even eat people. What are we talking about here? You it's know, totally fine though. It works. Random maggots blowing into a room for no reason. What 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 the fuck is happening here? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Every single time, it's like magical. It totally works. You you love it. This movie has stuff like that. Like when the bugs are coming out of the pool table." in the room where she's writing the book, that's supposed to be like a Fulci moment. It doesn't play at all. And there's a bunch of shit like that, where there are these sort of nightmare things that I guess are supposed to suggest to you that her proximity to this creature, which by the way is not really an ogre. It's more like a demon that people call the ogre. Yeah. But like her proximity to this thing is like fucking with her brain. And so she's having these, nightmares these dreams but then also weird shit is happening but like in order for that stuff to work it has to build tension with a Fulci film at least the ones that we generally love you just feel like from almost the first moment i'm in some nightmare world that i can't escape from and weird shit is going to happen and that weird shit even when it's kind of off-kilter like just like kind of quirky it's still going to add to the general feeling of insanity, like the fireball in, uh, in uh, uh, City of the Living Dead, right? It's like, yep. why, the, why is there even a fireball? It doesn't matter. It just happens, right? In this movie, none of the moments that are meant to lead to the, the, the great reveal of the fucking ogre, none of them work. And then we don't see the ogre really full on until an hour and 10 minutes into the fucking movie. When it's almost over. So close to over, and <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, and I'm not saying the ogre is bad, I, I think the ogre is fine for the time, like it's an okay design, but like I don't know, man. This is it literally feels like Bava's trying to do his version of a Fulci movie for TV, and like that doesn't fucking work, you know, let alone that, like, also there's no that we have a couple is like in center, there is this couple. There is no chemistry between these two people. No, it's it's
0: the a lot of like a lot of the this the screenplay is so like stunted and weird and just like it's not the acting that's terrible. It's the actual dialogue that just feels so fucking clumsy. Okay, it is worth mentioning
1: we both watched a dubbed copy of this, right? Maybe it makes more sense in Italian. I always want to allow that as a possibility. Yes. That's hard to believe, though, just because it is so – like, the dialogue is terrible. And a lot of the movie, because they can't do a bunch of, like, big scares on TV, you're supposed to feel the tension of the horror through the dissolving of their relationship because they're having problems with each other the whole movie. None of that is there. There's no tension between these people. We don't give a fuck about them. We certainly don't give a fuck about their kid Bob, who is just annoying, or the very nice teenage girl who's like babysitting him. Who, as soon as she shows up, you're like, you're here to get assaulted by the ogre, right? Like, there's no other reason for this character, you know. And 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 there's a number of like threads that just the movie's like the woman who does paranormal research and people think she's a witch that was as useless it might as well have been a red herring in a giallo right like yeah it's just it doesn't it doesn't pay off it doesn't mean anything and there's a lot of things like that in the movie where i just honestly think bava didn't know what to do with a movie where he couldn't just fill it with cool kills because you just can't right like he can get away with some boobs but it really feels like there's a limit on the level of terror that he could even do if he wanted to and the movie kind of ends like a Disney movie or something like it just it doesn't like I don't know I I, I, I'm not I'm not saying all this to defend it but I kind of get why it didn't work to a certain extent and there were aspects of it that I thought were kind of fun in a way but like for the most part it's just kind of boring the first time I tried to watch it I fell asleep and it was only like 10 o'clock at night you know and I just was like out and i had to go back and rewatch it because it just was like it's just not very engaging and i and i can see the skeleton of what could have been a creepy movie but it never gets close it just never really gets close and by the time we're with the ogre it's like okay it's a man in a suit cool i guess like you know what i mean like with the climax was there anything about that that like Towards the end of the movie that like appealed to you? Was there anything that you nope. felt like worked at all? Nope. It's just the goo on the ceiling, right? The yep. The the ogre. Well, we never really see the ogre come out of it, but there's a suggestion that there's like a like a sack, like the ogre is like gestating or some shit. I don't know. It's weird, right? I I don't it's a cool effect, but I don't even really understand its purpose in the movie, so to speak, other than the idea that maybe the ogre comes out of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it's one of the one of the biggest letdowns when it comes to. I was expecting some sort of weird like Hellraiser where Frank is like reforming. Like I wanted something like crawling out of that sack and like stretching and blah 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 and all this like cool practical shit. Fucking nothing. I think we see like a paw come out of that. It's just dumb. There's a a clip
1: from one of from that In Search of Darkness movie where friend of the podcast, uh, Phil uh, Nobile Jr., who uh, is the editor of Hangoria, describes The Beast Within as a movie written around an effect. Yeah. And that's this movie, right? It's like, it looks cool when whatever the fuck that is is coming out of the ceiling, but nothing else in the movie works, and that little thing doesn't even make sense in the context of the movie, right? Like, let's say Hellraiser wasn't a classic, and the only thing they got right was frank like coming out and being like a fucking goo beast that at least makes sense in the movie like like if they if that's the only part they nail at least it works for the movie it's like okay well they really got that right this isn't a really effective special effect that the movie never quite makes clear why it's in the movie yeah and then the rest of the movie is like you just can't in a movie that sort of plays like a Disney Channel movie, you know what I mean? Like it really plays like you're watching Halloween Town or something. You just can't create a sense of dread. You can't rely on dread. And that's what it feels like the script is doing. It's trying to like create a sense of dread in you. And like, there's just no fucking way, man. It's just not going to get there.
0: Yeah. it's. I mean, it's it's almost like the reverse of um, society where society is clearly built around that last 10 minutes of a fucking insane practical gooey shit this is just like what the uh, this is you know and
1: and again it's it's what it shows about society is the gooey shit in society makes sense and they build tension you know by the time you get to the ogre in this movie it's hard to care i mean the only reason you care is because you're thinking this movie's called the ogre where's the fucking ogre other than exactly. that feeling there's no reason to care it's just like Oh, we're just playing in the garden, and apparently ogres like orchids. So we're just gonna like have there be orchids, and then the ogre, you know, assaults a teenager. Yeah, cool. I guess it's it's like again, I don't want to shit on it because I think there's a there might be something here for someone who like wants awkwardness. Like maybe there's something amusing for people in like how it just doesn't work, but. You know, I'm with you. Like the movie just doesn't go anywhere, and it's a bummer. You know. Yep. Oh wow. Sorry to shit on Ogre, everybody, but I was really (laughs) and I, you know, knowing that this is the other Demons three, it's like the Church is really Demons three in a lot of ways. Even though we just said, well, it doesn't work. It's kind of its own thing, separate from Demons. But the fact that they tried to sell this as Demons three, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I couldn't imagine watching this expecting something on the level of even Demons two yep and then being and then watching this and being like happy you would just be bummed right no matter what
0: yeah all right so that's our episode thanks for listening um if you would like to be a patron head to www.patreon.com backslash in if you are a patron thank you very much we greatly appreciate it um be sure to check out www.xlvacx.com for our sponsors over at Valley creations Essex Coffee Roasters for the fine folks at EssexCoffeeRoasters.com. And finally, Mechanical Shark Media for uh, Mr. Sharky and all his wonderful, wonderful production needs. Um, Until next time. Um, ah, I don't know. Fuck the ogre. <laughs> Peace. Okay.
1: Each episode will share three stories about all the weird things they tell you not to believe.
0: Weird, obscure, and possibly unsafe. Available anywhere you get your podcasts.
1: Hey.